What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs. This is your hobby content alternative. I am your host, Brett McGrath. I'm a collector of sports cards who happens to have a show that is all about collecting sports cards. Hopefully, you all have had a very strong week so far. You're enjoying life inside and life outside of the hobby. I want to thank our unofficial sponsors right out of the gates, uh, our good friends at Lysol. Last week, Lysol came through huge for my family. Um, there was a lot of sickness going on, and I won't get into the details because we don't need to talk about the dirty details on the Stacking Slabs podcast, your hobby content alternative. But I will say there was Lysol wipes, there was Lysol spray on the crib, on the floor. It was everywhere. On the car seat. Um, this might or might not have run multiple days, but I feel healthy. I feel energized as I'm going through this right now. So just the Lysol team, if you need some help, support, making sure you get all that those germs off your desk, look into one of their products. It'll It'll be a game changer for you. Sitting here recording, I got a lot of energy probably because I just got done doing some work. I record these on Sundays. This is like a prep day for me, so time to slide in. But um, there's a lot of exciting things going on uh, for me professionally and what we're working on. And so I'm just feeling energized. And then you transition over to uh, sports cards. And I, I often, people ask me, like, how do you get all this time to do your work and to do this show? And to me, like, the industries and the topics are different, but the process and strategy for which I operate and take on my day is unchanged. So it's this constant like flowing back um, between B2B, MarTech, content marketing, business, um, to then over sports cards. But what I'm doing, whether it's hosting podcasts, creating content, connecting with individuals one one that that does not go unchanged. So while I spend a lot more time on the professional side um, than I do uh, doing this show, I am able to do it and it doesn't impact me negatively because it's just like another step in the workflow. But we're done talking about that. We are right now, it's draft week. And as I'm saying this, I record this on Sunday. As I say this, this goes live on Wednesday and I can't believe we're freaking here. Okay. So I can't, and I've talked about it over the last several weeks, but I just can't remember. I've always been a draft junkie, always been a nerd, always digging into the reports, listening to the content, watching everything. It's just how I, I love the transition from the collegiate game to the professional game and to see what shakes out. And now just this year with the stakes um, with my squad picking a brand new quarterback, um, it's they're higher than ever. So I've been just in it. I've been in it. My hands are dirty. I'm just excited to see what happens on the other side. Hopefully for all of you and your squads, you get somebody that you can be excited about. I know I'm on pins and needles here. I'm dying to figure out what what's going to happen. I think this is going to be a fun and exciting draft. So if you are a draft degenerate, let's go. It's not just a one-day thing, too. That's the other thing. It's like, all right, by the end of it, my wife's like, turn off the coverage. We're done. Can't you just follow us on your phone? Um, so I'm expecting a lot more of that 
We've got the NBA playoffs that are just, it feels like to me, it just feels like it's kind of a sludging through. Um, First round, it just seems always brutal. First round, especially if your squad's not it, especially brutal. Uh, You know, there's been some moments here and there. I've talked about like my interest, the the Giannis injury certainly doesn't help um, as a just fan watching. Um, I will also say, yeah, there's just not been any, been many things that have gone on this playoff series outside of the Lakers and the Grizzlies that have really interested me. So as I record this, when I woke up this morning, cause I went to bed, uh, fell asleep on the couch cause I'm old and I have a kid and, uh, they run you ragged during the weekend. I fell asleep at halftime of uh, or at some point in the uh, Lakers and Grizzlies game three. And so I woke up to that result. So I'll be paying attention to that. I'll be focusing in on everything else, but I'm kind of ready for the second round, if you know what I mean. Big kind of things, moments for me that happened this week is I added another piece to a set build. And all of you set builders out there, stand up. I've gotten so many uh, pieces of feedback from individuals who like see and hear what I'm doing and then like are part of that set build build collecting community and send me messages about the process. And uh, so OG vets, I would say, and it gives me a lot of confidence and it gives me a lot of motivation and it's, it's a ton of fun. So I like to talk about that because just this idea of being able to I love the cards themselves. I obviously I love the players or the wrestlers or whatever it is, but like I love the cards. I, the card itself needs to hit. And so what I have learned is as I'm looking through some of my player PC stuff, it's like, all right, I love these cards more because not because of the value, just because of the appearance. So it's like the next question is like, well, what if I started to collect all of the cards in that set? And you get, you know, you're shaking your head if you heard this, but you're, or you've been through this, but you get into this phase where it's finally like, all right, well, hell, I'm just going to go do this. And that's what I did um, when WWE Chronicles came out and Panini One was a part of that product. And so there was 30 cards and the parallel structure was, um, you had of 99, you had of 10, which are the golds, or you had the one of ones. And so for me, I had admired um, the Panini ones in the on the basketball side, or Panini one and one, one, I don't know, I get them all confused all the time. It's very confusing. That should just be Panini one. That should be it. But I understand the box structure, configuration, all this other stuff. But I'm just saying they're Panini ones to me, regardless of sport or whatever. But admired the photography, admired the way these cards looked. And so when I found out that they were going to be in Chronicles, I was like, all right, I'm just going to like go get all the golds. So I got one this week and it was really excited. I've got five left. So uh, maybe I'll buzz through those really quick just by the chance that somebody out there is listening. So I need, actually I need four because I had five and I got the new one. Um, I need Golds out of 10, Gorilla Monsoon, just so much nostalgia there, um, Captain Lou Albano, Captain Lou Albano, um, I need uh, Katana Chance in NXT, and I need Indy Hartwell, who is the current women's NXT champion. So I need those four Golds. What I'm doing here, right, I'm trying to tell you all I need these cards. So like, 
this has been a process to get to the point where I am right now. And so like the tactics to do this were, um, you know, you've got your save searches that you're checking constantly whenever there's a blue dot. You're just, I just like freak out. And I literally like, I have never seen these cards. <laughs> never. The ones I'm telling you, I've never seen. And I'm likely like a lot of you are probably like, who the hell are these people? Well, that's beside the point. But I'm just saying like, I have not seen these cards. Save searches. But I've also been like turned up by a lot of people who say, you know what? Like, don't just create your one save search, create your multiple save searches so you can catch all. So you're changing the words around, changing things just in case you don't miss any, which is a good advice because on another set I'm collecting, I did this and found two cards and bought them right away. Um, sourcing network. So this is talking on, this is a little bit of a competitive advantage because I have a, a podcast that a lot of collectors listen to, which I'm very fortunate of, but. Hey, if you know anything, let me know. So I source my networks. I do it online, IG. Um, I'll even get, I've gotten Facebook groups. Hey, everyone, this is what I need. And it's just that, it's not one and done. You just got to, like, if you are building a fucking set and you are passionate about it, you're going. Like, you're just nonstop. Because it's all you can think about. And so for me, it's, ask. also, the other thing I'll say is ask people who are going to shows. Just ask people who are going to shows. Like, hey, because a lot of the times, like these cards, especially like I fear that if I don't get out in front of these cards in the next like year, these cards could be buried away in someone's box, either in their closet, because I don't know, like who's going to want a Katana Chance Gold Panini one five years from now? <laughs> I don't know. I do, though, if I don't have one. So I fear that like these cards get stored in boxes and they're in someone's closet or you know they might be in someone's box or out at some at a show so like that's why i'm always like trying to hit people up if they're at shows like if you find these cards let me know so the card i got was jenny which is she's another nxt female talent don't know any collectors of jenny out there there might be one who knows but this card popped on ebay and it was basically double maybe probably even more than what i should be even thinking about paying for it with a with a best offer and i f freaked out because like i literally have had like two months of nothing it's like give me a bone here yeah, the, like i really want the gorilla monsoon like deep down like that's like one of the best cards for me like i really want that card but like now a freaking jenny card you know that makes me pop i'm like shit yeah i haven't i've been looking for this fucking card forever and here it is so it was $99. I was like, that's obviously way too much. I've paid, I've overpaid and I've underpaid throughout this whole journey. And that's part of the set collecting thing. It's like you inevitably get, you're in someone else's control. That's because you're thinking irrationally because all you're like kind of in a one of one scenario where it's like, I'm the only one doing this or one of the only few doing this. So I'll overpay. And so that's why it's nice when you get to underpay at times. Like I remember when I got the Rey Mysterio, I had been spending, you know, 50, 60, 100 bucks at a time on some of these people that like no one even knows and probably no one will ever know. But then I got like the Rey Mysterio for like 40 bucks and I flipped out. But anyways, like, so I saw the, this, this card posted, had a panic attack, realized that the seller was in China. So that's the other fun part of this. And I thought to myself, do I just smash bin? Like my mindset said, I'm going to smash bin on this. But to me, it's so situational because I thought to myself, if I need this card probably more than anybody in the world, and 
I believe it's way overpriced at $99. Could I take on the risk of saying, I'm going to make an offer because I don't believe anyone else is going to even think twice about Smash and Bin? Because I don't think that this set is widespread and or anyone gives a shit enough to pay $100 for a gold out of 10 Jenny card. Okay. So like I'm playing all these processes and these scenarios in my head, and I finally just said, I, I did the thing, which I'm sure you've all done before. You're just like, current time in China. And I realized it was like 6 a.m. So I'm like, okay, here's what's going to happen. I am going to shoot an offer, and hopefully it gets accepted, and I'm just, no one else is going to smash bin. That's my mindset. I think I like woke up in the morning, um, or it was the next day, because I was like checking, like checking what's going on. And finally, like I was in my work day and I got a like offer accepted, boom. And then I freaked out. So the card still has to come, but I don't know, like those types of things. And I'm just talking through like experiences. And so it's making a rational decision. Sometimes it's, it's kind of holding yourself back, but I'm having set collecting has allowed me to feel more challenged than I ever have before in collecting cards. And it's really satisfying. And I've got several, there's several collecting projects that are going on for me right now. And I'm thinking like, what do I do when these things are over? And I know like that might be putting the cart before the horse because it could take freaking two, three more years to get some of these cards. You know, you, you're just stuck on one that you can't get forever. But like my thoughts are, do I want to get these all graded by PSA so I can go flex into the set registry stuff? I've never done that, but everyone who's a part of it loves it. It seems like this hidden door, hidden door to the hobby um, that is something that I haven't participated yet. Like, so if you are like part of like set registry, you do that. I, as someone who's thinking about participating in that, like my mindset is like, that looks like a lot of fun and that could be like kind of addicting in its own way. But I know I've never done it, but I know a lot of people out there do it. So if you, if you are listening right now and you're in the set registry, Shoot me a note, like tell me, sell me on, let me know why I should be doing this. That's one mindset. And I always like reasons to be the first to do something. And I like reasons to join other people who are doing the same thing. So like, I'm just looking for some information here, but I, I'm thinking about this whole process of like digging in, building out a set, thinking about the set registry of all of it all. And I think an easy quote, and I, I just told you, like I'm having as much fun as I've ever had in the hobby, like a blast. It's a blast. Like I can't, I can't wait when I'm done recording this to pick up my phone. Cause I haven't picked up my phone in like an hour and go check my safe searches. You know what I'm talking about? You all know, you know what I'm talking about if you're in it, but I think an easy quote to attack is the one that everyone's rehashed many times from Michael Rubin when he talked about, uh, when he was on the 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 spot where he talked about the brutal hobby experience and how they're going to solve that. And I'll say this before I talk about that quote again. To me, an observer, it's good to, it's good to see Ruben and the Fanatics team um, getting feedback. You can actively see them. They're, they're at stores. They're at shows. I've seen people repost DMs that Michael Rubin's responded to. And I think this this could just be really good optics, but... That dude to me is way too busy and there's too much shit going on that um, he's really digging in and trying to understand what he can do and his business can do to help. And so I like the indications there. Although I did not like 
the brutal hobby experience. I like what I'm seeing now. I think with that being said, myself and probably a majority of listeners on the show uh, appreciate this brutal experience. Um, I think if everything were a one-stop shop, it wouldn't be as much fun. If we desired a card and we could automatically get it, it wouldn't be as fun. If we didn't have to grind it out to get what we wanted, it wouldn't be as much fun. Uh, I talk about this a lot, but I work in tech. I've worked in tech my entire life. The most successful companies and products I've ever been a part of have always done one thing and one thing really well. Those companies and those teams always make sure that what is being built solves an immediate problem that the audience of people are dealing with right now. When this is the case, then that company, through product development, through great communication, through excellent customer service, offer value and people want to pay for that. A great brand, you throw a great brand on top of that, then that's how you retain customers for life. There's been a ton of feedback about big companies offering things that we don't want over the last year, two years. Look at the window. There's so many companies that I don't even need to talk about, but are going on in your head right now who popped up, very aggressive, were here, and then now they're not. And a lot of that was the climate. You think about cards going to the moon, every freaking card, base cards, all that. Whenever there's money, there's going to be individuals and businesses coming in to try to profit off of it. It's capitalism. It's what we're, it's what, it's how it all works. Okay. So the mindset though, is that I don't believe a lot of these companies that came in who are no longer here did the most important thing. And that was listen to collectors, not people that are coming in trying to make a profit and trying to get out of here. But people who do this because it makes them happy. It's their escape from work. It's a connection with something bigger than whatever can be obtained from a monetary perspective. Like the collectors have the answers and have a lot of information. But what needs to happen is businesses need to ask those people and source them. We saw, I mean, we've seen so many vaults we're in vault wars here. We've got vaults everywhere. Where do you want to vault your cards? I want to keep my cards. I understand vaults. And there will probably be a time in my life where I explore that a little further. But for now, I don't that I don't want to hear. I don't I don't want my card. I just I just want to keep my cards. Do we need someone to interfere on our transactions on big platforms to check our cards? Do we need our cards going all across the country? And we have to wait two to three weeks before we get our cards that we buy. We didn't ask for that, but that's what's happening to our cards that we're buying on major platforms, on a major platform. A lot of companies that are no longer here or dying on the vine did not ask the right questions, refused to identify their customer, who that right person is. Just because someone is in the hobby or someone buys cards doesn't mean they're a great customer for every hobby business. You've got to drill down. You've got to understand the motivations and desires of each type of collector in this space. I have spent the last 
I don't know how many years now. I'm losing track of time. My hair is going gray. I've spent all this time talking about how the way I approach the hobby and how I shrink the hobby, see, is likely not the same as somebody who is 18 to 24 years old who's looking at the hobby from a different lens. One's not better than the other, but the way you service that type of collector varies dramatically. And so I'm hoping, as I'm seeing a lot of great activity from companies like Fanatics, that they're asking these questions. I went off on a little bit of a tangent, but I'm really excited about the next evolution with the way hobby businesses serve the individuals and believe that the more businesses start listening to the current needs and what we want and understand that there's a little bit of a dynamic where we don't need to automate every little thing we do, the better experience that we are all going to get. Can you believe that I went this whole episode so far and I did not mention the Rock Black Prism sale? I did not. We're going to talk a little bit more about that on Friday show. I'm going to bring in Drake, who's a big rock collector. We're going to take it from a different angle here, and I want to make sure that we present this conversation in a way that talks about a big sale and what that means for the rest of the community. This is came at a really good time just from the standpoint a lot of cards are going down. This card went up. So what does that mean for the rest of the collector? So we're going to talk about that. You can join on Friday. So here's what I want to come out of this. I think anything in anything is news that sells for big money. We have we're understanding that here um, in the sports card hobby. Um, it's just the nature of it. No one was talking about wrestling cards from a mainstream perspective since the prism drop last year. So when things went up and then things went crashing down, I think money is the primary talking point by the mainstream, all the gurus and the investor bros. And I think there's some different sides. So I think. When this news dropped, there's excitement from the wrestling card community. There's negativity inside the wrestling card community. And I think my there's this, uh, my cards are worth X now because of the sale. And so what I want to do is, is dig into that. And I think I put out a tweet the next morning and it just said, the rock sale is phenomenal and should give any wrestling card collector confidence. It's fun to get excited about a crazy sale, but it always takes much more than that in the long run. Continue to share your cards and the passion with your community, brick by brick. This came from this thought process of so much is manufactured hype for nothing. So cards, cards go, we, we, we pump all the things up and then everyone tries to get profit from them and then everyone leaves. So then cards go up, then people get pissed and it's just a bad look for the community. And so like what I'm trying to do is with a sale like that, whether it's wrestling cards or any other, like actually like dig in and talk about like, what was the reason that card was sold? Raspy slabs was the winner. Thank. I really appreciated how he came out the next day with the post and his post said, I have a lot of memories about ripping 22 prism last year, but winning that card will be the sweetest. And so, you know, he bought that card from a place and I think that's a really important story to tell. So I want to dig in a little further on not just this rock card, but when these sales happen, 
what that really means for us. And I know there's been a ton of conversations that are going on. And I just want to dig in because it's wrestling cards and it gives me something to talk about that you all have probably seen at some level. I'm having a blast doing this thing. I love sports cards. I love collecting. I love talking to all of you. Hopefully this hobby is giving you as much joy and is giving you that satisfaction that you need. There's so many fun things going on, so many great conversations. And to be honest with you, it feels like the potential is endless. We'll be back on Friday with another conversation with my man, Drake's PC. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. More stacking slabs coming at you soon. Peace.